0: All right, welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio Podcast. This is going to be episode number twelve. Um, I talk with Sean. It's a very interesting episode. Sean is a man who has learned to think like a human being um, and understands the difference between thinking like an animal and living and thinking like a human being. Um, I woke up this morning. I don't watch the news, and I went out and I grabbed two papers. And uh, as is usual, the papers always have the same lead stories, which should be people's first clue that there is no reporting going on. The papers are used to echo ideas. When you pick up two independent papers, and nearly 98% of the time, the stories on the front page are the same stories, that should tell you something. Even the regional information will be echoed across both papers quite often and uh, well let me tell you a story once upon a time I wanted to write articles so I applied to the examiner and I got hired and I thought okay now I'm gonna work my way into actually doing true reporting and see what I can do this is what happened if I wanted to get paid I was required to find a trending story that was trending in a major search engine take that story and use the same words that were in the headline and reword them using the same words. Then throughout the article and the first, well, I should say in the opening paragraph, same thing, take the first couple of lines and reword them slightly using the same keywords. Then throughout the article, the five, six, seven, eight, however many keywords we're listing it in search engines need to be echoed five to seven times. And then if you did that, you might get paid. What I did was tried to write first-hand accounts, but the problem was is the rules required that two trusted news sources had to back my story, which was the first problem. If I'm writing something brand new that I filmed with my scope, how is it possible to back that statement with something that's already been printed? So in short, I quit because I will not be what I consider to be human waste echoing this ridiculous thing we call news in this country. What finally happened was I got to the point where I just simply gave up. I realized that within the system provided, there was no way to actually add something of value to the news cycle because what it is designed to do is echo keywords and ideas that were invented somewhere, and then the keywords are all numerically coded. So that is what has become of the news Which brings me around to thinking like a human being. This morning's newspaper had, of course, the big shooting um, that just occurred down in Orlando. And so I'm going to ask you all today, will you be a person who lives and thinks like an animal, or will you be a person who thinks and lives like a human being? Because an animal regurgitates information. If I tell my dog to lay down, He may not even really understand what the words mean, but he has memorized the sound and he will react to that memorized sound. That's what the majority of us do every time we look at the news. On the other hand, if you choose to be a human being, you will not look at the information being provided and regurgitate the expected sadness, fear, and other things that are designed to be created by these stories. That is thinking like a human being. When you look at the information you're presented with and when you have taught yourself to live and think like a human being, you instantly understand that what you are looking at is lies and fraud. And one of the articles about the supposed ISIS terror shooting, um, which should already tell you something, ISIS is a construct Isis is a word that breaks down to 9-11 in either the long form or the short form. S is the 19th letter. There's your ones and your nines. And uh, I is nine as well. If you break 19 down, it rolls over to 10 and becomes a one. So you still have nines and ones mirroring and echoing all the way through the word Isis. It is a construct. And that sets aside the fact that terror has been used to diminish the rights of everybody in this world to the point where if you want to get on an airplane, you got to pull down your pants. It's ridiculous. All of it is ridiculous. In the article that I glanced at this morning, because I will not subject myself to this kind of pre-programmed animalistic manipulation, uh, the one line I read said that witnesses stated the gunman... Sprayed bullets twenty, forty, fifty times, and I just kind of chuckled to myself. I served in the military, supposedly used an AR-15. Maybe it should have more accurately said because a clip holds thirty rounds unless you have a big clip, which are supposedly hard to get your hands on. Now he should have said he shot thirty rounds, removed the clip, reloaded, shot thirty more rounds. It's all silliness. Not to not to even get into the fact that the number of bullets added to 11, a master number in numerology, right next to the 9-11 call, right next to the word ISIS, all echoing the 9-11 idea. You know, it reminds me of back in the 90s when I had my first telescope. There were two settings to track the sky. Um, One to track the moon, because we were told that it moved through the sky at a different rate, and another to track the stars, the funny thing was, there were nights when I had—I was looking at the moon, and I had forgot to change the setting, and yet the moon was tracking perfectly. So, at the time, I just convinced myself that, oh, clearly it's a subtle difference, and clearly, you know, it's me who isn't understanding. Well, all these years later, I do understand. There was a point when I took that telescope out and purposely set it to track stars and watched the moon all night, tracking beautifully. You see, if you want to go through life learning like an animal, what that comes down to is basically regurgitation and memorization. Going to school and reciting the the date 1776, that's not learning. That's regurgitation. It is no different than telling your dog to go lay down same thing. Hear a sound, do an action. Get your A for reciting the date appropriately. Human learning is a whole other thing. It has nothing to do with memorization. It has nothing to do with problem solving. It is a level of understanding and being where information comes to you at a human level. And over long periods of time, Human learning becomes stronger and stronger and stronger as you cast aside the old animal learning that was beat into you your whole life. So we have another supposed a terror attack in the United States today, and I ask you before I start episode 12 with Sean, will you be a person who continues to learn and live like an animal, or will you be a person who makes a difference and lives learns to live? like a human being, and learns like a human being. So there it is. Um, I don't generally want to start my episodes with such a kind of stern overtone, but, uh, I mean, it's getting to ridiculous proportions here. There are enough people out there now who understand what is going on, and to change what is going on does not require an army or a gun or fighting of any kind. It simply requires a change of mind. The catch-22 here is that it requires a lot of people to change their mind. So without much further ado, let's jump into episode 12. It's a good one. And Sean is a man who I met. This is only the second time I've ever spoke with him. And Sean understands what it is to live and learn like a human being. Let's jump in. Almost forgot. uh, I'm going to tell you here what's in the second hour, and then we're going to jump in and talk with Sean. In the second hour, we talk about the Vatican tracking and worshiping the sun, St. Andrew, St. John, the Zodiac, tracking the sun, astrology, the ISS fraud, the lie of astronomical distances, science as a religion, questioning gravity, encoding the sun in religion and movies, human versus animal learning, language, the corrupted Vatican, the astrological ages, the age of Aquarius, Taurus, and Pisces, mentality, creating reality, the black cube, Saturn, time, and Kronos, the mental prison, false history, repeated history, predictive programming, programmed fear, The genetic selection that seems to go on in celebrity, royalties, and rap music. And I would remind everyone, uh, I've already kind of covered how fraudulent rock and roll and the beginnings of rock are. That's in the second hour. I hope to see you over at Crow 777 Radio. All right, let's do this. All right, welcome to Crow 777 Radio, episode 12. I have Sean with me today. Uh, You may remember that I did a show with Sean and John Um, not too, too long ago. I forget the episode number, but I had wanted to come back to Sean. Um, Basically, we met uh, through a mutual friend, and he was just a follower. And as I spoke with him, uh, I began to realize that uh, I was talking to a man who had really come to understand so much about the system of deception. Before we get started here, actually, our mutual friend, uh, I was talking to him And he had brought up the movie Monsters, Inc., and he was asking me questions about it because his children were watching it. And uh, by chance, that evening, I noticed that the last half of Monsters, Inc. was on. And so uh, I went in to take a look at it. Uh, I was intrigued because I had never seen it, and I understood that in the movie, the monsters were harvesting uh, negative energy or scare, you know, the the energy that comes off scaring people uh, to generate power, which of course plays back to the Matrix allegory. And I have said for a long time that I believe the energy that is generated from all this deception uh, is used in some way, whether it's used in, a, in an overt manner or whether it's just used to further the ends of uh, those who would deceive us. But here's the crazy thing. Near the end of the movie, uh, it switches over to where uh, they're not scaring the children anymore. They're making them laugh because the energy they can harvest from the children is 10 times more powerful. But there is a scene where they've got a map up. And I I will preface this. Uh, The movie's Monster Inc. was released uh, almost a month, 47 days after the Twin Towers were had their control demolition in New York on September 11. So in the same year, 47 days later, on October 28, 2001, Monsters, Inc. was released. This is why I was going to look at it, because I knew it would be loaded with code. There's a scene near the end of the movie when they've got the kids laughing to collect ten times more energy from them, where the monster is standing there, and uh, they're on the wall where he is standing. There are three sets of numbers and letters. It goes... F, let me see here, F5, F4, F3, and he moves into position to cover up F4, which leaves F5 and F3, which is 9 and 11. And the map on the board shows uh, the world, and there's a red stripe going through the eastern seaboard of the uh, United States, and there's text underneath that says, now entertaining the eastern seaboard. They're basically just slapping... All civilians across the face and making fun of the fact that they scared the crap out of this world, and they are now referring at the end of this movie to 9 11 as entertainment. But there's some numerology to this. 9 um, 11, in my view, represented a one, um, partially because all the dates come up as one. But if we look at the distance between the release date of September eleventh and Monst- Monsters Inc. It's forty-seven days. That adds to eleven. Um, the date of that day adds to one-one-one. Um, it is the two hundred and fifty-fourth day of the year, which is nine and two, or eleven, or nine-eleven. It is the thirty, uh, the set, the thirty-seventh week of the year, which again comes to one. Um, October 28th, the release of this movie was a Sunday, and it was the 301st day. Now here's where the code is, you know, if you've been following, you know how four or double fours is the death doors or representing death. Uh, October 28th was the 301st day, which is a four. It was the 44th week of the year, two more fours. It was the fourth quarter of the year, and there are 31 days in this month. Those are all fours. Echoing death, but there's no getting away from Monsters, Inc. totally echoing one as 9-11 being the beginning of a huge cycle of change uh, for everyone in this world. But without getting into this too much further, uh, let's get Sean in here. Welcome aboard, Sean.
1: Thanks for having me, Crow. I appreciate it
0: cool, cool, man. Um, I've got a list of things that we kind of agreed we could talk about, but I'm already kind of opened the door to the whole false news, false flag attacks. I mean, we, we're watching the whole Muhammad Ali thing go on right now. Um, what are you noticing in the news right now?
1: You know, unfortunately, Crow, well, maybe it's fortunate. I don't know, but I haven't been paying much attention. My work has just really uh, swelled and I had to let a person go. So I've been a little bit too kept in, in my professional life to really pay much attention to what's going on. I did hear about Muhammad Ali and uh, you know all this all this hero talk about him, and I'm sorry, but I just don't see him as a hero at all. He was he was a separating influence. Uh, he wasn't of a unifying type of uh, personality at all. He was a braggart and a blowhard who changed his name uh, and and literally changed his persona at the same time. Uh, <laughs> literally, a, a puppet, if you will, uh, being given this this hero uh, stance in the media. I mean, Drudge Report had like twelve links for Muhammad Ali for three days. It's like this guy was not a hero at all. I mean, we're not talking about a Martin Luther King Jr. or a, or a, any one of a unifying influence. He was absolutely the opposite, and uh, it's I I think it's sad that people are even paying any homage to you know to him as some kind of hero. That's that's my take on Muhammad Ali anyway.
0: Um, well, there, there's there's no doubt. I mean, yesterday was the tenth, I believe they did the whole nineteen mile. Um, you know, parade thing to honor Ollie, and there's already plenty of websites. My last guest guest was Zach Hubbard. There's people already all over the numbers that are going on. I mean, there's no doubt that it's all contrived, and I know people are going to have problem with me saying this, but in my view, I think it is very likely that it's just another faked death, and that the disease that he had was play acted all the way through. Um, for a lot of people, that's hard to accept. But you want to know something? If you see anybody attached to the olympics you better understand what you're looking at have you ever looked at the olympics uh, at all and seen it for what it is
1: oh yeah it's a celebration of babylon (laughs) literally uh i mean the five rings uh the five languages the five peoples um it goes back to olympia i mean for god's sake that's that's that should tell you everything you need to know about the olympics uh it's it's not a positive thing at all. Yeah, it's used as positive for you know, to to inspire children, uh but it's not positive. I mean, look at if you look at the most recent Olympic uh shows basically, and that's what I think think of them as is entertainment. Uh, they're literally chock full of Illuminati symbolism. Right. I mean, just literally every little part of it is just Illuminati symbolism.
0: Well, the, the London one was off the charts. Um, I'd never seen anything like it.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the, the, everything from the one eye symbolism to I mean the the American flag falling at the at the uh, I, I believe it was at the inception of the game. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's I mean like they can't release a flag. Come on, you know it's all played out as a as a script, and uh, you know and if if we can see that our sports and the professional matter are fixed. What, how can you even begin to imagine that, that there isn't some fixing going on with the Olympics as well?
0: You know, it's uh, well, it's it's completely co-opted. I mean, people in this country are aware that uh, what what was the Mormon guy's name who ran for president? Uh, do you remember?
1: Oh yeah, it was Romney.
0: Yeah, Romney. Well, he was heavily involved in the Olympics at one point. Um, th- there's just no getting away from it, and not only that, all the people who get medals—usually uh, it's got to be gold—they um, become celebrities, and there is no se- separating celebrity um, at a certain level from the deception that we talk about here. If you're looking at a famous personality, you were looking at an agent of the system. There's just no getting away from it. I mean, do you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Once a person or a a group of people gets uh, to the position of having some influence among the masses, they're automatically offered a deal they can't refuse, literally. Right. Uh, And you either take that deal and and continue to be, quote, quote, famous – or you don't, and you perish from the, from the public's eye. Uh, it's if if someone is is staying in your in the in the entertainment industry, they are definitely a part of the program. Uh, there's there's no splitting away from it. Any of them that try to split away from it end up getting assassinated or worse. Uh, so you know when you see that uh, a, a new star doesn't make it long, that's why they were actually a good person.
0: Right. Um, You know, I I don't know if you caught uh, any of the the interview I did with Dave J. And while, you know, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, but there are some things that he was covering that were critical and I wanted to get them on the record. One of those things was the view that he put forward of how fame is given to any individual that's going to be famous and if you consider that you know it to be correct I mean someone decides that they're gonna get an album or someone decides they're gonna get that big movie it fame is literally bestowed on these people and when we were talking about the deaths which in my view uh, there is no death occurring there uh, in the majority of what we see and while we know people have to die I maintain as far as celebrities involved um, there's no death occurring in the big national stories. But to get back around, uh, at some point, like with Prince, uh, there was no death there in my view, and the celebrity had to be given back. Um, it's it's a crazy thing. Have you ever considered it in that way?
1: Oh, of course I have, yeah. And as far as the deaths are concerned, I, like you said, deaths occur. That's a part of our life is, is that there's a, there's a beginning and an end. And I'm not saying that none of these people are actually, have actually perished. However, the stories that we get about their perishing is completely contrived and false so that they, so they can fit the narrative they're trying to bestow on us at the time. Uh, They, they understand the, the, the law of attraction and how we use that law, whether we're conscious of it or not. Um, and so they keep us in a position of fear like like you said it's constant fear porn all the time and then they throw in a puppy at the end of the news but <laughs> you know it it you know to make it seem like oh yeah we want you to be in a good mood when you leave but the, the whole time they've they've filled your head with negativity and in that negativity it's it's a fight or flight uh, simplex that say, that goes on in the mind when a, if you think of a rabbit that You walk out in your yard and there's this rabbit out there and it freezes when it sees you in fear. And if you make one move in any direction, that rabbit will take off away from you, directly away from you. Whatever's on the other side doesn't matter. Fire, pit, you know, death could be waiting two steps away and it will jump into that fire anyway because it's so afraid. It's not it's not acting in a conscious fashion, right. It's acting out of instinct. And that's where they've got the, the bulk of the masses is is creating unconsciously through fear. And and of course, we're going to be creating regardless. So when we're creating unconsciously and in fear, we're creating that which they're trying to generate.
0: Ma- making, basically making us agents of the system uh, in a way because then we're trained to respond to things in a certain way. And I have said for a long time that uh, a population brought into a high level of excitement or fear is a malleable society and easily controlled.
1: Absolutely. You, you're not going to have a more easily controlled bunch of people than, a, than, a, than people who are scared of death. And that's how they control us, in my opinion. Crow is our fear of death.
0: I, I agree with that. This, this I have said endlessly that this entire system of deception has its foundation in death, um, and part of that is making everyone here unfamiliar with death and afraid of death to the point where a lot of Americans or Western people have never even seen a dead body because it's been so sterilized and hidden. Uh, so that it can be made this big boogeyman, when the fact remains, every one of us is going through that door. So how could it possibly be something we need to fear? But before we come back on the law of attraction, because you have some interesting ideas there, I want to throw this out there. I have long, I mean for years long, considered that people who have become big enough celebrities to hit the world stage are living much longer than the average person is. And I think this plays into the death system, um, where we're convinced and all the things that were provided, the medical care that sucks, the food that sucks, all these things to gear you towards dying at roughly 74 years or sooner. Um, Consider that these folks have always had all the resources, all the money, all the good information, and that it is, in my view, likely that they have long had, I don't even know if I want to call it medical information, information that helps them to extend their life. Um, Have you ever considered this idea?
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's not really medical, it's nutritional. Uh, it's, if you eat the right foods through your whole life, you will not get disease plain and simple. Uh, and that's why the medical establishment has gotten us so far away from thinking about nutrition when we're, when we're ill,
0: which doesn't even play into it. A doctor, I mean, the most you'll ever hear from a doctor is don't eat salt. You've got high blood pressure. Don't eat sugar. You've got, you know, some other disease. So that's a good point
1: yeah well, they keep us afraid of of the foods that are good for us you know they say don't don't eat don't eat saturated fat. well, you know we got here somehow, okay we without low fat food, without diet, anything, we've somehow made it through these millennia to be here okay <laughs> now we're now allopathic medicine is less than a hundred or maybe a little over a hundred years by now, old. Okay, that an allopathic medicine being the new medicine after the illegalization of real medicines. Uh, (laughs) That's that's how they they've uh, literally usurped our own way to take care of ourselves.
0: Well, well, wait a minute there. So define allopathic. I notice you're using L there. So can you just kind of define that out so people listening understand where, where you've gone here?
1: Well, by my definition, allopathic medicine is medicine based on crude oil, quite frankly uh, it was marathon oil that that invented allopathic medicine it's just in order to sell its product on a more prolific level wow. um, and in in order to do so, they had to get rid of the real medicines uh like cannabis, colloidal silver uh, you know different things that actually uh your body responds to readily uh they had to get rid of these things and they did, you know, by illegalizing the real medicine of cannabis, (laughs) they, they literally destroyed the pharmacopoeia of the, of the time, you know, up till 1937, you couldn't turn a page in the pharmacopoeia without finding cannabis extracts of one type or another. And, and actually a bunch of doctors at that point in time decided to, to hand in their license and quit their practice because they were they had all of their medicines removed and all of these foreign things are being recommended now wow. you know and so a lot of doctors uh, the the estimate is between 70,000 and 90,000 doctors quit being doctors because they didn't have medicine anymore they they had to they're trying to pioneer this new quote quote medicine that isn't truly uh, therapeutic at all you know, it's it. allopathic medicine is masking symptoms rather than addressing the, the root core of the problem.
0: Well, it also uses the RX symbol. And uh, what stuck out to me about using the RX symbol, uh, where everyone who goes in this world to go to a pharmacy to get medicine will be confronted with the RX symbol. It'll probably be on the medicine they get. In um, in astronomy, that means retrograde or exactly. going going backwards, <laughs> um, and it demonstrates that what we are calling medicine is not medicine at all, is it?
1: No, it's retrogradation, just like it's like it looks like, it's going back in time and and destroying health literally.
0: And and Uh, there again is, is the foundations of the death system. But, um, I want to let you keep going down this road because I was unaware of any of the marathon oil. And to be honest with you, I was uh, not aware that cannabis was so strongly, uh, a part of the pre thirties medical system. But, um, I just want to put this out there while we're on the medical field that you have so much experience with. Um, in living longer, um, I had considered that cymatics and other things could be brought to bear to give person a long lifetime. But I began to notice coding in music, in movies, and even in our religions where uh, at the first creation we're told the longest lived being was uh, – 999 Methuselah, Um, then after the second creation where we're told we can eat the animals, uh, no person will live beyond 120, and I think most of us are not aware of anyone who's lived longer than 120. There may be a couple here and there. Uh, My point being this, is it possible that these Decepticons that are running this place and uh, maybe these celebrities who, instead of getting a retirement or having their lives extended, when they fake their death and go underground. I mean, are we talking hundreds of years, longer life? Because when we look at it, the thousand encoding is all over the place. I mean, I could grab at random, uh, what was that band out of, uh, the big band from the 80s in Australia, in excess. Uh We could live for a thousand years, and if I hurt you, I'll make wine from your tears. Of course, there's the biblical crossover referencing Methuselah. Um, I told you we could fly because we all have wings, but some of us don't know why. So, I mean, I didn't mean to track you off and I want you to keep going on the medical thing. But do you think it is possible um, that in this system of death that most of us are completely just held, you know, the thumb over our head, the death system is being run by people who are living possibly hundreds of years longer than we are?
1: Oh, I think that's a distinct possibility. You know, you never get to hear about the elite passing away. You know, you get the public figures. Yeah, you know your queens and presidents and whatnot. But the real power, you never hear about the the passing away of a Rothschild. You know, you never hear you never hear about the passing away of any of the, <laughs> of, the of the of the Ash Ashtons. You
0: know? wouldn't that be a bitch if we still had the original Rothschild?
1: <laughs> we we very may very well have
0: that. I know, I know. Yeah. It's 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 hard for people to consider, but believe me, I know. The, the memed code totally says it's possible.
1: Oh, of course it is. I, I really don't think time is linear myself. I think we've been convinced that time is linear, much like we've been convinced that we need a driver's license. Okay, but you don't need a driver's license to drive to the grocery. You no, only you do need don't. You only need a driver's license if you're making money driving.
0: That's right. If it's commercial, uh, people, people should be aware of that. Define that out for them so they understand the difference between a, a vehicle and – well, go ahead.
1: Well, we were given the, – the, the, we weren't given it. We were actually the, – in the, in the Constitution uh, of the United States anyway, we're, we are uh, – we're not given the right, but the right is codified in the Constitution that we have the right to travel freely. Okay. Right. And that means travel. They didn't say travel by foot or travel by horse or travel by carriage. They said travel. Right. And that means any means of travel available to you at the time. Just like, you know, it, and that's why they worded it in that way so that it couldn't be construed as amb- amb- ambiguous at all.
0: Well, you and I have a sense of the lie, the lie sense.
1: Oh, of course. I, I can't watch entertainment anymore. No. I, I, it took me several attempts to f- go through that movie, Interstellar, last night because it was just a, insulting to my intelligence at right. every corner.
0: It's definitely you painful, know? isn't it? It's uh, going <laughs> yeah. through Monsters Inc. the other day. Um, I, it, it's like torture watching watching the population of this world being laughed at because we in the, in Monsters Inc. the population is the kids. Um, those those characters they're showing you on the screen, those little kids that everyone's laughing at, that's you.
1: Right, and they've got the, they've got the little monsters leading the kids. Right. Okay. Just like it's happening in the real world. The monsters are leading us. Okay.
0: And they're incorporated. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> the, oh of course the,
0: they, they are. the dead body.
1: Right. Well, you know, I was discussing this with my girlfriend yesterday, that, you know, I don't think that the New World Order can succeed because I mean, if you look at the people that are playing the parts, you you can see that once they get to the point where they're almost there, then the competition between themselves sets in.
0: Yeah, that's so funny because I have said the exact same thing. I someone was someone had pinged me, and uh, another person in my family was talking to me. They were so kind of destitute, saying, Oh my god, how can we ever get out of this? and I was trying to tell them it just doesn't matter, and then I, I finally said what you just said. I said, imagine this, imagine we all get removed. So we go through the door called death and we go to the next phase of whatever our existence is. But what's left here is them. I said, would you even want to live in a world where all these kind of black hearted monsters are the only game in town?
1: Right. And and they'll start competing amongst themselves and kill, kill their own dream anyway. You know, it's they're they're not they're not doing it for the betterment of all or for for many even. They're doing it to better their own positions. Right. Okay, And so once they get to the point where, hey, we're almost there, then they start competing for more pieces of the pie and destroy it from within anyway. So the chances of there actually being a, quote, quote, new world order is futile. It's absolutely impossible.
0: Well, it's, it's kind of where we get the vampire story from, isn't it? So it, it, laugh at this for a minute. If, in fact, we did have the first Rothschild still kicking, you know, that vampire that's made it a few hundred years or whatever it might be. Um, can you imagine when his time is finally up, the kind of bum rush that's going to occur for that top spot?
1: Oh, of course. You know, nature abhors a vacuum. Right. So... It will, it will, <laughs> that vacuum will rush to be filled. And I, I mean, you could, you could hear the suction around the world at that point. Um It's, it's, it's really disgusting that, I mean, these people, they've already got what you and I would consider to be everything you could dream of. And they still want more. Right. And it's not that they want more. They want you and I to have less is what it is. <laughs> it's not that they want more. They want us to have less. Okay. It's. It's really just that disgusting, uh, and and they think that you know they really think that they're doing positive. You know, there's no way they could operate any other way. You know, yeah, they need to keep it secret, but the 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 ends justify the means is what you hear constantly from their mouths, and and the ends don't justify
0: anything. No, they they don't.
1: You know, it's but getting back to the to the medicine, you know. Yeah, the, the, the pharmacopoeia was literally loaded with cannabis uh, and, and to take that medicine away and, and deposit this, these new forms of medicine, you can ima- can you imagine being a doctor and saying, okay, uh, it's like taking the the hammer away from the carpenter or the paintbrush away from the painter, you know, it's, you've, you've taken away the the whole means that they had to heal people and they're supposed to start trying out these new drugs. That are that are harmful.
0: I, well, I mean, well, right. There's there's a bit of evidence that what you're saying is rock solid because if you take any plant that has medicinal value, like let's say opiates. Okay, so they decided that opiates was a good way to deal with pain, but they didn't grow poppies to get the opiates. They went into a lab and they made a synthetic version of opiates, which again makes it worse than it would have been had it been grown from nature. But have you ever heard of THC being sent in a lab, which tells you something, doesn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a drug on the market. It's been out since I believe 81 called Marinol, <laughs> and it's, it's literally a, a synthetic form of THC. Oh, my God. But the problem with the Marinol is it doesn't have the chelating properties of cannabis. See, the, that's the that's the beauty of nature is when 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 nature creates a medicine, it creates everything necessary for the body to use the medicine properly. Right. And and also, I, I really think that the, the reason they're pumping all these GMOs into our diet in America, especially, is because it's foreign matter. Right, the body, the body doesn't know what it is, let alone what to do with it.
0: Well, well, wait a minute. Let's talk about this for a second. This is the bitch because you know we're talking about these people having to contend with themselves at some point. But the real problem here is they're trashing things that are not going to be easy to undo. Chemtrails does it, but GMOs that you just brought up. Um, I remember Bush the Senior coming on TV when I was in the '80s. I think I don't remember exactly when, and he was at Monsanto. I believe it was Monsanto, one of those companies doing genetic modification, and he spliced a uh, gene in, with a microscope. and He's and they said, "See how easy it is?" The president just did it. But what has happened now is they are crossing basically an insect's genes with a plant's genes so that they can have their roundup ready crops where they spray poison all over these crops and it kills everything in the field, except the thing that they're going to harvest. But what has happened is exactly what you've said. They have now created a genetic monster that does not have the key to fit the natural lock, which is our bodies. And what's worse, is if you go out now and try to buy seeds, uh, many farmers cannot even own their own seed because they're under contract to these genetically modifying companies. But all of the heirloom seeds, uh, these small companies all over the world, were quietly being bought up while the, the seed supply was being genetically modified. But anyhow, sorry to interrupt you, but I wanted to get that into the conversation.
1: Yeah, that's that. It's it's a planned thing. It, they do not want healthy, thinking individuals on this plane. They just don't want it. Uh, they, under, they Like I said, they understand that we create this reality. It, that's my opinion, anyway. And I don't know if you hold that opinion. Hey, it's
0: absolutely true. The mind makes all this.
1: Yes, it's a consciousness game. That's right. And and that's why they they attack us through our consciousness. That's it. I mean they've got several inventions that help them do so, but the TV is their foremost uh, invention that influences the minds of people.
0: The ultimate weapon.
1: Oh yeah, and it was created as a weapon. Yes. It, it it's always had a seven hertz, seven point three hertz uh, frequency. Yes. Uh, to its uh, I forget what they call it, a flicker pattern, I believe it's called.
0: Yeah, the the kind of yep the flicker rates.
1: Yeah and uh and and that's the that's the vibration that earth vibrates at that's the vibration that we vibrate at you know it's it's if you as an astrologer I've been I I'm I'm constantly comparing things to to gain a deeper understanding and you know it, it occurred to me that we're 78% water well so is earth you know we vibrate at 7. I 7.6 hertz I believe it is I forget what is, the exact frequency, but we vibrate at the same exact frequency that Earth does. Okay, and that's what they set this flicker rate at as well, so that they could easily set us into a, a hypnotic state or a pre-hypnotic state, where they're they're literally uploading information. Uh, through the, through the uh, beta complex of, of thinking rather than having being in a true alpha state where you can critically analyze what it is you're being presented. That's right. Uh, and so in doing so, they, they can convince us of whatever it is they want. And that's why they had uh, the, you know, the quote, quote, the most powerful man in the world splice these genes to make it okay. Okay. It's, it's, It's okay. That you know, your president's doing it. The guy that you've that you think that you voted into office is doing this. You know, and I say you think they've vote, you voted into office because I don't think we've actually had a true democratically elected president, at least in my lifetime.
0: Ever. I I would <laughs> say ever. But I, I want to ask you, because you did bring up water and how much of us is water and supposedly how much of this world is water. Did you hear, uh, I had done it a few times in clips and interviews, about Dr. Emoto uh, in Japan demonstrating that human intention could be embedded into water?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, I, I pray, I, I, I compliment the water. I feed my plants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But this, I uh, ever since I, I did it not too long ago, it came up. I don't remember if it was uh, one of these shows on Crow triple seven radio, or it was something else I did somewhere else, but I had mentioned it and it got picked up by a lot of people. Some of the flat earth people were using it because, uh, I had announced space is likely water, but this is what I really focused on for about five, six months now. If you can demonstrate, which Dr. Emoto did, that you take a word like love, health, or compassion and uh, put it on a label on the outside of water and it actually changes the structure of that water. Um, I was in the supermarket the other day and I saw that Dr. Pepper has Batman all over it. all all over the cans and that got me thinking because i know what batman is i know what that is about um and it's it's a dark black thing, dark. dark black thing that the average person would not let their damn kids have batman stuff or read batman stuff if they understood what is being done the total kind of mind screw that is behind all the comic book characters but I started to look at all the labeling on food and I began to realize there's almost no escape unless you go to a proven organic place, which is anything organic now with chemtrails, I would ask. But anyhow, um, then I began noticing all the little symbols on the food packaging. So I started looking into it and it was hard to identify what the little circle with the K in it and the little triangle with another letter in it. And I realized that that was uh, kosher marks. So here we live in a country where, I don't know, what is it, 6% or something of the population is supposedly Jewish. All of our food has kosher marks on it, which means, I believe, and again, it's very hard to look up what this stuff means, that a rabbi blessed it. But that brings me back to putting intention into liquids and into products Um, I could not find a single piece of food on the shelf that did not have uh, these Jewish rabbi-blessed marks on it. And that's when I began to realize um, just how far down the kind of hole we have been chucked. Because if, in fact, there is something to being able to embed intention, that means every single product that is packaged— is being subject to what we're talking about
1: oh i believe it absolutely that's that's something that's so inexpensive to do right uh that why wouldn't they when you look at the the, you you mentioned chemtrails think of the dollars that go in
0: yeah clearly it doesn't matter
1: (laughs) right i mean money's no object obviously that's got to be a trillion dollar a year program to be to be littering all this stuff literally across the whole earth Literally. I mean, the only places that don't get these chemtrails that I'm aware of is in uh, non-NATO-controlled countries. Okay, so uh, you're talking about 40% of the, of the Earth is covered with these chemtrails daily.
0: So you, you think that chemtrails are not occurring in places that are not NATO?
1: Oh, I, I'm, I know that they're not occurring over Russia. Really? Uh, yeah, they're not occurring over uh, what Russia. What about China. I, from what I understand China is is one of the deepest uh, thickest skies you can find. Uh, China is definitely has chemtrails, lots of them.
0: yeah I, I did uh, an article on the weather modification Bureau there that screwed up the weather in '09 so badly there was a, a terrible uh, storm that that hurt a lot of things. but um, I wanted to put out there are you do you have any knowledge about the kind of Jewish symbols that are put on? Our food,
1: you know, I've never looked into it. I, you know, I, I, I I'm a, a food. Uh, I guess uh, let's just say I've gotten very skinny since I learned about food. Okay, <laughs> um, I, I won't eat much. I, I we eat a lot of venison. I eat a lot, a lot. I try to eat as organic as I possibly can but there is no way to eat healthy at all anymore. No. Uh, you can only attempt to do so. You That's right. There's no such thing as a, a properly nourished adult on this plane. Besides maybe the 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 elites that we spoke of earlier that are that are privy to the the
0: real program. Um well it was said at one point it was admitted in Japan that the people who run the, the top of the Communist Party had acquired all the organic foodstuffs for their group. Um, And and also where we're on this topic, I want to put it out there to everyone listening. Um, If there is someone out there who is an expert on the kosher and Jewish symbols that go all over our food, I'd like to hear about them. But anyhow, back over to you. Uh, We were talking about chemtrails and the fact that even, I mean, even organic doesn't mean organic, does it? Because of the water we use and what's going on in our sky.
1: Oh, of course, and you can't trust organic anyway, you know. And I'm not, I'm not trying to beat on organic foods. Believe me, I'm a believer in true organics. So am I. However, there's no such thing. Uh, you can't get organic food anymore, uh, even if even if it's grown in a in a great uh, uh, program, you know, of using only uh, earth available elements. You still have the chemtrails. You have depleted soil that no longer has the minerals in it necessary to produce the nutrients you need. And so there, is, there just isn't a properly nourished adult on this, in this world.
0: Which uh, says a lot about mind function, doesn't it?
1: Oh, of course. You know, and that's how they've, they've pushed these, these drugs into our children by way of food. You know, the, the more processed food your children indulge in, the more excitable they're going to be because they're getting all kinds of foreign sodiums and sugars that they shouldn't have in their bodies, and that's that's manifesting itself in a different wavelength in, of their thinking, and so they get jittery or they get restless, and so the teacher identifies that restless child, calls the, the parent in, and says, "You know, we, we think your child needs to see a psychiatrist," you know, and then they they put this kid on Ritalin to address the symptoms that are being caused by the junk food okay <laughs> it's it, it, and God. yeah I, I mean it's it's a self-fulfilling uh, industry that they've got going you know they oh your kid needs to be on methamphetamine to to fix something that was caused by doritos mm. you know it's it doesn't it, and people can't even fathom it you know they, the information isn't being spread out in the mainstream so unless you're either awake or partially awakened, you're not even going to give people like myself a moment's notice or, or, or the, your ear for a, a minute, you know, because you'll think of it as ridiculous. Oh, this guy's just another wacko conspiracy theorist. That's right. You know, and I he's not even worthy of my attention. And so w- what we're saying is is either falling on the ears of of the chorus that that's already playing that's already playing ball with us or it's being looked at as completely ridiculous and, and, uh, and not worthy of the attention that you're giving it.
0: Well, well I would say this, though, Sean. Um, so many of the things I talk about now, um, when I first in 2012 and launched my channel in 2013, uh, I had to measure so carefully everything I said because even the people who are just average people had been so trained to attack Um, something that was not part of the view they were familiar with. But you want to know something? It is not the same. There are so many more people who are considering the things we're saying, and the attacks are not as vicious, not as numerous, and in a lot of cases they almost seem half-hearted, and a lot of the time people come in to do their little attack run, and all the followers who may not even agree with what's being said – jump on them and tell them to shut up because they're interested in hearing what's being said. So I, I would add that.
1: Oh, yeah, the awakening is happening. I call it the apocalypse because that's truly what it is.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: the, the, uh, you know, people, we, people have been, just like we've been trained to be afraid of death, we're afraid of apocalypse. Uh, but people don't even understand the, the meaning of the term.
0: Revealing that which has been hidden.
1: Exactly. Why would you be afraid of that? you know
0: because the, the bible reason, told me so
1: well it's it's not even the bible it's the interpretation of that
0: right exactly it's the same as pagan most people have no idea what pagan means it just means country dweller someone who lives in nature
1: exactly but we've been trained that pagans
0: yeah they're are, bad
1: they're they're probably witches probably uh, you know <laughs> you know they take they take you know positive things like the word gay which means happy and turn it into a perversion. They, they take something as positive as apocalypse and turn it into something that people are deadly af- afraid of. You know, the end of humanity is what apocalypse means. No. If the truth means the end, then we're really screwed. <laughs> okay?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that's and that's how... Well,
0: well, it is the end for them. It is the apocalypse as we would think of it for them because the truth will set you free.
1: Exactly, and that's why they've got us afraid of the almighty truth of course
0: um it's
1: it's sad, but it's it's the way it is, and, and we have to operate within that paradigm at this point. The paradigm is shifting though, you uh, there's no way around it as more and more people awaken to to the real world that we live in, then that real world starts to manifest on a more prolific level,
0: yeah yeah and I... so. I'm
1: not. I, I'm not uh, fearful at all. Any. I used to. Uh, when I first woke up back in 2010, I was full of fear. I mean, I, I, that was if there was one thing that I could identify myself as, it was fearful. Okay. But now, after truly, you know, going to the as close to the bottom of the rabbit hole as I could find myself, I'm perfectly secure in knowing that yes, I'm going to die. Okay and it's not a, a negative thing at all
0: no there's almost a freedom in it isn't there because uh, it it's literally throwing off this mortal coil
1: exactly it's it's throwing off their control
0: that's right when,
1: when you no longer fear death they have no power over you anymore that's right and and that's where people are finding themselves now um you know it's it's unfortunate and fortunate at the same time that we that this apocalypse is going on uh, as the world is is so quickly changing, um, and i don 't think that it 's coincidence I think it's it 's a manifestation of that awakening um,
0: right I, and I have a feeling Sean that what we 're going to see is some massive event that dwarfs September eleventh and that they will try to implement ultimate control through laws um, because they don 't really have any other recourse and uh, in, in my view. That the the question really becomes, you know, they have pretty much put their arms around almost all the information ways. There is nothing that comes out of your television, which is not harmful to you. Not one thing. So many people talk to me and they say, well, what about KPBS? And I just look at them and I say, you're not really understanding here (laughs) that entertainment is a gateway for information. Any gateway for information, whether it's a published book, a newspaper, a television program, a channel, that is owned by the most wealthy among us. And those people do not have your best interest at heart. As a matter of fact, they have your worst interests at heart. But I wanted to pull this back around. Um, you have some very interesting views on the laws of attraction. Um, and I think there's some critical kind of ideas in that. Can we address that?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, my, my understanding of the law of attraction is it's basically everything. <laughs> um, with, without our consciousness, none of this exists. Um, and, and that's the only reason it exists is because we wanted it to, okay? We wanted to be able to experience physicality. So we needed a vehicle in which to do so. And this is it. We call it Earth. There isn't anything on the outside of Earth. Uh, <laughs> that's my that's my position.
0: That That's interesting. That is very interesting to me.
1: Well, the reason I see it that way is because why would we need space? We'll never experience what it is. Okay, we'll never be able to touch it, taste it, feel it, smell it.
0: I agree with that.
1: Okay, so why would we generate it?
0: Huh. Now that is a hell of a point of view. Um, Very interesting idea. Almost Almost like considering that we're in a 3D bubble and everything outside this bubble, or like a snow globe, is not 3D, not the 3D plane.
1: Correct. That's the way I see it.
0: I've considered this.
1: You know, I, I used to I, I I'm sure I mentioned this last talk. I tried to be a Christian. I really did. I, I put a lot of effort into it over many years as a young person. And I could never believe it and I could perceive that I wasn't believing it. You know, I could I had felt the guilt of not believing it. And finally it, it just occurred to me that we I'm kind of losing my train of thought. This is really deep thinking you, stuff. You, you were talking about
0: um, um, you, the effort you put into trying to believe in the Bible.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I studied the Bible, and you know, it was something that's not in the Bible. What's the that? Cre- the creation of water. It's already there. Huh. Yeah,
0: that's interesting.
1: Look through it. There's no creation of water. He created everything else that we can that we can think of. However, water was uh, must have already been there because he never creates it in Genesis. It's just not there. You won't find him creating water, which to me tells me that it was already there, that that's what it is. And if you look at the fact that we're 78% water, Earth is 78% water, hmm, uh, maybe that's because it's all water. Hmm. Water washes things and, and makes them new. It, without without water, nothing lives. Okay, so I really think that you are on to something as far as space, as, as we've been taught, is, wa- is, is absolutely water. It has to be.
0: Almost forgot. Uh, I'm going to tell you here what's in the second hour, and then we're going to jump in and talk with Sean. In the second hour, we talk about the Vatican tracking and worshiping the sun, St. Andrew, St. John, the Zodiac, tracking the sun, astrology, the ISS fraud, the lie of astronomical distances... Science is a religion, questioning gravity, encoding the sun in religion and movies, human versus animal learning, language, the corrupted Vatican, the astrological ages, the age of Aquarius, Taurus, and Pisces, mentality, creating reality, the black cube, Saturn, time, and Kronos, the mental prison, false history, repeated history, predictive programming, programmed fear. The genetic selection that seems to go on in celebrity, royalties, and rap music. And I would remind everyone, uh, I've already kind of covered how fraudulent rock and roll and the beginnings of rock are. That's in the second hour. I hope to see you over at Crow 777 Radio.